Hey, and uh, welcome. You know, I guess, will this be part two or whatever it is? I don't know what I'm going to call it. But, um, this is my little podcast I do with me and my boy Devin. It's just going to be me today. We kind of talked a little bit. I think, well, I mean, we think that the podcast needs, you know, a little bit of background knowledge on the two of us. And I think the way I'm going to go about it at least is just give you some time to get to know who I am, you know, why I do what I do, you know, how I feel about a lot of things, and uh, just general background. Devin will be doing his own thing in the uh, next upload, but for now we're just going to spend a little bit of time together getting to know who I am, and I want to explain the way I think to you guys, you know. Now, I want to talk about a big moment in my life. Um, two months, uh, talked about it with Devin a bit yesterday. That in two months of my life, everything that I thought that would happen crumbled. Everything. And I mean, school, my girlfriend, the world around me, uh, my life plan, you know, goals, everything, gone. In a matter of weeks, saw everything I worked at, everything I worked for, gone. This coronavirus just continued it. I lost everything. Uh, uh, for instance, on my swim team, senior year, I got... 11 days left in the swim season, you know, about to go to conference, biggest meet, I'm supposed to do everything, and failed three classes, wait, no, now two, and that, boom, that's a 15-day suspension, it's all over, and nothing I can do about it, I mean, not then, but I'd slacked off in class, because life was getting to me. I was going through stress about everything. Um, you know, what is it? I guess we start back all the way in November when, you know, I quit my job. Which, whole adventure with that. Uh, so I quit my job. You know, had disagreement with my boss. My sister wasn't feeling well, and I was trying to, you know, go with her to the hospital kind of gotten it with them and they're like you know you got to work when we say you work which I mean obviously I, I said some words I shouldn't have to my boss which I'm kind of sorry not really because that's my sister and you know that's got to come first but uh needless to say that job I quit that job before they could fire me and you know that sucked I really didn't want to quit it. Really didn't want to just give up. I mean, I didn't like the job. I hated that job. And, you know, actually, I don't even fucking regret quitting. Because I got a job that's way better now. You know, better hours, better pay, better people. And I really do actually love my job, even though it's a shitty gas station job. But, uh, shout out to my uh, fellow employees. You know, I'm not just going to drop whoever where they're at because I think it's a bit much
working a night shift at a gas station. I don't think it's most people's ideal job, but for me it is right now. Because I can work through that rest of high school and college and once I'm all done, you know, I can finally just say goodbye to the people around there and just uh, thank them for a good time. Hopefully if I don't get fired. And if I do get fired, I'll find a new job that I like. Something simple. But for now, that's where I'm at. Great job. You know, I never predicted that, like, in the four months that I'd be unemployed, that I'd get a job that I actually enjoy. But I love it there. Um, but I guess after I lost that job, you know, it just didn't feel good. I was already hurting, got stuff going on, and, you know, maybe two, three weeks, month later, two months later, when this actually, I forgive this officially beginning, decided to leave my father's house. And that wasn't the first time I decided to do that. You know, I told you I left a couple times, but this time was definitely different. Uh, uh, I, and I know exactly what he told me. Uh, he told me that I had been a disappointment to my mother, and that was, you know, like the final straw. Like, it, that hurt a lot. You know, and he had no right to say that, I feel, and... I know he didn't mean it, but even if he is drunk, that's no excuse to say that. Not just a belittle that, and I left. Stayed at one of my friends' house, Devin, they actually know my partner on this. Stayed with him for about two, three weeks. That wasn't bad. Except for just tenseness. I mean, I, I don't feel like I got a right to explain that in his house. I think he, he'll do a fair job of come pointing that out. I uh, come home, you know, one Friday. They tell me all my stuff's packed. Time to get out. And, you know, I was already looking for another place to go, but told me that just to get out. Luckily enough, I had my boy Braden, which, you know, shout out. Braden really helped a lot. Um, this is a very stressful time in my life. I mean, this didn't feel good. Nothing felt good. It's um, always getting in arguments with my girlfriend, which, I mean, I talked about her and I said her name a couple times on the previous one. I don't think I'll do that anymore you get just because I don't really want her to get any interaction from this like like um, I've already had friends who've said things to her that were unneeded uncalled for and it just is in classy despite everything that she did and I don't want to interact with her again ever again That's all right. You know, sometimes that is the best ending. A goodbye, you know. But I was getting constant arguments with my girlfriend. You know, wasn't feeling great. I uh, 
was not doing great in school. You know, it wasn't great. Um, every day just hurt more and more to get up. And every moment hurt. I cried day in, day out. Break down in the I broke down in the bathroom twice at swim. And, you know, I'm the head, I was head captain. Or, I mean, I wasn't officially the head captain, but I was voted first, and they, and, uh, my coach made me make every dis small decision like that. So I, I guess I was head captain. But, um, I mean, I really feel bad for my team because I should have been there. I know I should have. And I would change anything to be there for those boys because it's a great group of kids, you know, even though you sometimes there can be assholes, but what sports team isn't full of assholes all the time, you know, testosterone. But I should have been there for my team. And that is one of the biggest regrets I have. Uh, you know, I didn't either for my team, you know, it's just really hard. I was staying at Braden's house. Things are a bit strenuous there, and I don't want to get kicked out again. So I'm, I have uh, actually started reaching out with my school, and that was a big hurdle to jump for me. To admit that I needed help was something I wasn't taught. And getting that help is one of the greatest feelings because I know I have a sports system. You know, like finding admitting, hey, you know, I need therapy, and hey, you know, I need help finding a place to live. And, you know, I met wonderful people, like my caseworker, Erica, she's a great per person, and, you know, my counselor at school, Ms. Danielson, who was a big help, got me shampoo and clothes, small things I needed, you know, and I... As, you know, one of the greatest gifts I think I've gotten, knowing that people actually care. And, uh, we started looking at places and found this place called The Port. Now, The Port isn't exactly what I wanted. You know, it's a bit above a homeless shelter. And going there for the first time was so hard so hard so um don't know really where to start guess a little bit of background um so i my name is lawrence you guys know that hopefully hopefully um i'm 18 half black half white from uh madison wisconsin live in iowa a bit no, not all exciting. Um, been through a, kind of a rough life, but not all that bad. Just a lot of learning. I had to grow up pretty fast. Um, I guess I lost my mom back when 2013, 12, around that time. It's 11. Mom's a very important person in, I think, everybody's life. You know, I'm not going to say my mom was, you know, most amazing mom every time, but I love her. I still do.
No, actually, I am uh, working on a tattoo right now. Might post that on the Instagram, which I gotta tag the for what it's called. But uh, I'll put it in the description for you guys. See, if you didn't come here from the Instagram, but and um, yeah, I lost my mother at a young age, and I think that did kind of put a handicap on a lot of the ways I see life. Uh, father isn't exactly a overbearingly loving person, which it's not bad. I mean, we have our disagreements, as you'll hear from here, but I feel like I lacked that a lot through my childhood. And I never really felt it would be close to somebody, especially because my mother, um, actually, she died from uh, AIDS and if you've ever, you know, been around somebody with AIDS, you can't really interact with them as much, you know. You can't be as close, you know. I was always going in and out of hospitals with her. And, you know, you never really got that motherly overbearingness, which I did get a lot of that. Uh, it was real close to my mom. But she's gone now, and life moves on. I think that's what she wanted. She wanted me to finish high school and go to college. Something she never got to do. And definitely plan on that. It's not just because my mom wants me to go. I want to do things, you know? And as for my father, my father and I have a very interesting relationship. Uh, I left home several times, yeah, starting way back to when I was 14, I think I ran away the first time, and ever since then it's been on and off, uh, lived at a couple places, I, for about eight months I lived with my older sister, and um, learned a lot about the outside world during that, you know, I learned to gain a lot of pride through that. Of course, the only thing that happened with her. But, you know, I love my older sister. She's a good person. Just an uh, interesting way to showing it sometimes. You know, I think we all got family like that. I, you know, had a lot of that. Um, had a lot of rough experiences with that. And I think I'll take some time here and there, you know, putting out a podcast every now and then just talk about experiences I've had and uh, I think hopefully I'll let you guys get to know me a bit you know other than you know just guy you listen to talking with uh, Devin Devin's a good guy just uh, he's a bit rough but I think think you'll come to love him too he's a good guy Sorry, family. Uh, oh, yeah, I have five siblings. Technically four. But uh, still count Slay as my brother, even though he's not biologically. But that's my boy. Uh, I'm number three of six in that case. I got two older sisters. Got one younger sister and then two younger brothers. Um, a lot of my motivation comes from my siblings, especially 
Lexus, which I'll probably have on here at some point, but she's a pretty big motivation to me. Just because I know if I make it all out of all this, she can too. Same thing with Laurent or Soleil. Or even like my dad and stuff. I know if I can do something great, I can. I mean, okay, let me just jump into something. Uh, oh, let's talk about my passions a bit. So, um, I've always loved sports. One of the biggest things about my life. Uh, I don't know where I'd be without it. You know, there would be times when something's going on at home and just getting into the pool, you know, swimming or if, you know, during the football season, getting out there on the field, talking about being brotherhood, a team, you know. I think that saved me from going down the wrong path more than once. And, you know, I got to thank a lot of people for that, you know, coaches, teammates, really felt like that was my family sometimes, my only real family. Yeah. And uh, my biggest dream right now is I want to eventually one day win the Ironman. I know it sounds crazy. I know it's hard. But I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do it. You know, um, I'm starting out small. Going to do the 2021 Ironman. You know, hopefully it plays pretty good in that. And if I don't win that one, I'm going to do the next one, and the next one, and the next one, and then I'm going to win it one day. And that's just not me being arrogant. I've put in the work. I've uh, promised myself I'm going to do that, and that's for more than me. It's for the community around me. That's for the people around me, people I care about that need to see somebody can do something. Another big dream is I want to be a nurse. Nurse practitioner eventually, but nurse. It would be like a late night emergency room nurse. I know it's pretty drama packed. You know, like that's like 18 different shows about that. But I feel like I can do it. No, I don't. I don't think it would be a problem. I guess, um. And, uh. Those are my big dreams. Uh, it's pretty hard getting there. For instance, uh, I was living on my own for a little bit of a place a little bit better than a homeless shelter, and that really showed me that I had to work for everything I got. Didn't have a job. You know, my girlfriend just dumped me. I think I went over that a bit in the other podcast, but I'll get into that. Just, uh, Life really shows you got to work for everything. That's all I plan on doing. I don't want anything from anybody that they won't. That I'm not going to earn. Ugh. And I guess it all starts at school. School is interesting. I mean, I don't think it's done right. Always feels like, you know, you're just learning to learn. It sucks. Because, you know, I really love learning things. Like, I mean, big into reading, big into learning about stuff. Uh, I mean, I guess I just really enjoy it, knowing how everything works. You know, knowing that you don't know how some things work is even more fascinating. Like, uh, it's crazy, man. 
Uh, biggest thing I'm really worried about, you know, knowing is just sometimes it's people. Like knowing about people is a complicated thing. If you think about it, it, I mean, it's complicated and simple at the same time. It's crazy. Like, uh, people ba operate on like a base set of uh, agenda. Like, um, you got to do this or that, and I'm gonna get it done this way or that way. And I mean, that's simple. It's easy. You know, it's easy to know what person wants, but sometimes it's hard knowing why people do things. That you, you know, hurt your feelings. And sometimes you'll never know. That's okay. Sometimes you'll never know why somebody said something to you. Or somebody did something to you. But holding on to that is only going to ever hurt you. And I learned that over a long time. You know, maybe in 18, but... You know, I used to hold grudges over people. You know, I used to hate people. Uh, big chunk of time where I sort of hated my father. I didn't want to talk to him. I didn't want to see him. Uh, and just because of the things he had did, the person he was for a lot of my life and the person he still is. And it's hurt because, you know, I was like, I would always think that my life isn't going the way it is want to because, you know, I had a bad start, you know, father never really gave me all that embrace I wanted, or my mother's dead, and, you know, they put me back behind everybody else, or, uh, because, uh, whatever reason, you know, me, whatever countless reasons you come up with, uh, to tell yourself why you're less than other people, I mean, that's all just something we tell ourselves like um yeah like I, I think I read a quote somewhere saying that treat yourself how you want other people to treat you and I think that's the realest shit you know because nobody ever treats you like oh you know this guy's this shit or I mean I guess if they have that preconceived notion of you they will but like, if you go around saying, man, I suck at this and that, what do you think other people are going to say? You know, you're terrible at that. And, you know, in reality, you could be great. You think, like, anybody started out good at something. Now it takes countless hours of work. Like, they say, you know, for every minute. For every like moment you're out there that everybody sees you doing something great, there's about 10,000 hours of work that you put in behind the scenes that nobody will ever see. Nobody will ever know. You know, people always wonder why you're so lucky and this and that once you start achieving things, but nobody's lucky. You know, you know, come into this th life and shit just sucks for everybody. And I, I think it's hard to think about that sometimes, especially when things are going wrong in your life. But everything just sucks sometimes. You know, sometimes people, you know, that girl doesn't have that feelings for you or boy or whoever you choose, you know, don't judge, love's love. But sometimes people just don't have those feelings for you sometimes. Uh, 
that job you thought you were going to get is never going to come because somebody else was slightly more qualified than you. Or they just didn't like you. You know, things like that. You can never predict that. And a lot of people just let that sink into them, you know. Just let something hit them and stay down. Because life will beat you down to your knees and you'll keep you there and just keep slabbing it on. And you can keep complaining and bitching and moaning and everything and be like, why me? And why does it have to hurt like this? And it's never going to change anything. Sorry to tell you. Like, uh, I wish I could tell a lot of people that without, you know, obviously being hurt. It's hard to talk to people sometimes. And there's some people you gotta accept that just won't talk to you. Some people that you don't need to talk to. It's harder lessons I've learned in my life, but, uh, few people that just don't, you can't talk to them. They gotta come to stuff on their own. Especially if your feelings are invested. And, uh, first day I was there will always be punctuated by, uh, I think my last good memory of my ex-girlfriend. See, uh, the day I went there was, um, day we took a break and then eventually broke up. Um, I didn't know at that time she had been cheating on me and well I mean I did know originally so we took a break early off in the relationship well maybe not early off maybe a month before this and break was going about three days you know she's starting to get shorter and shorter with me she's being upset with me and I'm you know I'm doing my best you know I'm just hurt I'm like what the hell's going on and you know all of a sudden, I get a video from her. It's like, I'm happy with another guy, and this and that. And, um, Jesus Christ, I, that was the barrier. You know, it broke me. I've, I, uh, God, the feeling is so hard to communicate. I mean, that's another failure this Eng of the English language of just, be able to communicate the pain of knowing that somebody else making some your girlfriend happy that love and everything and it it's rough I uh, I never really trusted her after that I think I have every right to not trust her um, it just it's lost me um, after two days or so, you know, she's checking on my post, you know, I'm posting every few hours about how I'm hurt. She's like, you know, I'm sorry, this and that. He made me get with him, and I didn't even want to sleep with the guy, and, you know, I believe that, I mean, maybe she didn't want to. You know, maybe that, that was just all some sort of plot from him. But she did it. That's what matters. You know, don't listen to apologies, you listen to actions. And she made that move.
she made that move and I just never trusted her. I never wanted to touch her after that. Um, sex just kind of was lost to me. Uh, when we did have sex after that, I just, there was nothing to it. I was lost. And I mean, I really felt like I should have broke up with her before we broke up. But I just was so attached because my feelings were entwined with her. And I mean, I guess it was the first time I was ever in love. You know, I've been with girls before, but she was different. Even now, I can look at a picture of her and still that little flutter, you know, little beat comes into mind of what we once were. The feeling I felt when I saw her. And, I mean, now, if I were to see her, I would feel nothing. It feels weird saying that. But, yeah. Um, she offered, she was offering to, you know, help me move in and, you know, pick me up and everything, you know. This and that, all, all the stuff she was offering. I, I kind of knew what was going to happen. So I told her, I'm moving my stuff by myself. I got it. You know, maybe I was just trying to put it off. But, yeah. Did that and shows up a couple hours later. Yeah, sit in her car and... You now it's right around sunset. The sun's starting to go down. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. It was old January. And, you know, she says, like, things are stressful right now. Let's take a break. And I was all for it. And, uh, went to a Taco Bell, actually. Uh, ooh, and it's... I couldn't eat any of my food. Neither could she, really. Uh, it's kind of a rough time. Told her how much I love her and that I would, you know, work on myself for a while. Thought we'd get back together. I guess things just don't work out like that, do they? Um, so... Unlike that, Taco Bell and everything, you talked for a while. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my best here. Hey, can we spend Valentine's Day together? Nope, I don't want to spend Valentine's Day with you. Okay, cool. Hey, um, you gonna... Like, what are we gonna do about our post? Um, I'm taking down all... I told you, you know, like, I'll probably keep your post up on Instagram like, well, I'm taking down all yours, and it's like, ah. And, you know, that hurt, and everything. But, I was optimistic. Remember that was the last day we kissed, um, son was right behind her, and I held her close, so we both cried, and kissed her for the last time very personal it, I don't think I would ever give that up and I think that's the last memory I really want to keep in my heart for her because at the end of the day she's going to be my first girlfriend forever big moment in my life um, remember later that night I uh, was at oh I was at my new home in my shitty little twin bed 
in my room and I was hurt, you know, I was crying. My friends, you know, trying to support me as much as they can. And, you know, what did it is I decided to take down her post and she went crazy. You know, like, why are you doing this, this and that, this and that, and that and this. And I'm like, but you took down mine. It's like, well, you lied and you said you'd do it, which I did have a problem about lying and I'll get into that. But, yeah, lied about that, and it sucked, and I just told her straight up, like, I don't want to do this anymore, like, is this what it's going to be for the rest of my life? Like, I really wanted to be with that girl forever, you know, love is optimistic, you know, you start to see the, lose those flaws you see in people. And those all just faded away. It, uh, I told her, like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be with you anymore. And that's, it's over. Like, I just, let's not do this. I don't want to get back with you in July or whatever we planned. I don't want to do any of this. I just want to be free of this. She posts all on her story how she's single, and then she unadd me on Snapchat and this and that tells me I'm a terrible person that I should burn in hell this and that um, that and here's where it gets interesting she has the guy she cheated on me DM me maybe like five six minutes after I broke up with her which I didn't piece it together then but the, he was in the picture for longer than I thought you know this was a guy that Originally, she took a break with, we took a break and she slept with, and yeah, and tells me I'm a terrible person, you know, calls me piss boy. Um, interesting story, I peed on her seat a couple times, because I'm super, I was super nervous at her house, and, you know, for now and forever I'm known as piss boy. You can call me piss boy. Uh, should just change the Instagram name to that. Name no longer hurt me. But I uh, made a mistake. But uh, I guess after that, it's just plain and simple, you know. I got about maybe a day that, you know, I'm still in devastating pain. Everything hurts. My heart, I'm in a new place. It just all feels wrong like some sort of sick, twisted fate, and I feel like I'm never going to escape this. And then comes the onslaught. So, uh, I would make it maybe two days at a time. Not even two days, maybe a day. Every day would be something new that she's coming at me, telling me I'm a terrible person, having all these people threaten me, and this and that, that, like, I should, you know, fucking die and everything. And she has, she still has all my clothes and stuff. So I, uh, we had planned to meet up on Saturday, but then she tells me, like, oh, you know, the dude's gonna be there, and that's rough. Now, I wouldn't consider myself that violent of a person, but yes, I have had a few altercations, you know, as they go, and I'm not... Those have been fights for stupid reasons and had stupid outcomes. 
And this would have been a, for a stupid reason with a stupid outcome. You know. I'm not going to fight this 6'3 dude who I, I something about wrestling I don't remember. But either way, it wouldn't have been a fight for anything but her. You know, her goals just to say that I'm a fucking pussy and that I'm a terrible person. And I mean, sure, you can think of me however you want. But that's not a fight I want. If I'm going to fight somebody, it's going to be for something I believe in. And it's not going to be for anybody else. And, uh, made a plan, uh, Friday, maybe 12 o'clock in the morning, she, uh, usually didn't get up till, I don't know, when, 3, 4, something like that, I don't remember, and plan was just to go in there, grab the bag really quick, you know, while she's still sleeping, or hopefully she's out of the house, and then just block her, and everything, and I'd be fine. And the worst thing happened, I came in there, her dad, said hi to her dad and everything, and I go in there, I'm looking for my bag in her room, and she wakes up. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm in your room, looking for my bag, and my entire plan crumbled, because I was still in love with this girl, and it's... Oh, it really showed, I couldn't even... She gave me my bag, and I found all the pictures of us ripped up and stuffed in there stuffed into the pants leg and my pants and of my hoodies and everything even the picture I drew for her and that hurt me so bad I didn't want to leave I didn't know what to do and I got that and I got out of her house after maybe like 20 minutes of us arguing and talking and whatever shit happened. Tugged her for the last time. Last time I've ever seen her and the last time I hope I will ever see that bitch. But. Come on out of that house and my friend Braden's, you know, he's in the driveway. We drive off and I, I bawled. Again, like, shout out to my boy because I've never cried that hard. I've never felt feelings that hard. I'm pulling, you know, pictures out of my pants, and I'm looking at pictures of us happy and how it's all gone. Crying, crying, crying. Thought that was the end of it. Uh, then, uh, what, three, four days later, tells me she's pregnant, and it's probably mine. That probably hurt more than anything, because that means it's probably not mine. And, uh, cut me pretty deep. Uh, hurt by that. She's like, I don't want you to have anything to do with the pregnancy. Like, you know, I, if it's my child, I obviously I feel like I have some sort of right. And then you find that she's not pregnant, you know, okay, then I just blocked her again. Text me two other days later, she's got chlamydia, and she says it's my fault. I've been nothing but loyal to that girl. I was tested before because, you know, my previous stupid relationships, and... Ugh. It, it's a different feeling not to know. 
it, it feels like my body was like shared with other people too. You know, like feels like the private time that you know, the private feeling of having sex with somebody was just distorted and torn apart. Where sex didn't even feel like it was meaningful anymore. Like it felt like I was just sex to her. God. It's a hard feeling to feel. Even now. Um after that, uh got tested and yes I did have chlamydia. You know hurt a lot. Really a lot. And I mean I, after that I just blocked her, I gave her a message, told her like leave me alone, like I know everything, you know, just go be happy with somebody else. I don't care. And thought that was it and then uh another friend of mine shows a bunch of screenshots of like how she was upset that I blocked everybody and everything about her so that I couldn't talk to her and I gave her that one more time you know I texted her I was like hey um I care about you you know like still love you despite everything you did you know here's my number call me and we could talk for a while and she's like I'll, I'll think about it I, I don't know maybe three hours later she's like somebody sent a message you know something stupid maybe it was one of my friends I doubt it and I'm like I just don't care you know like I, you put me through enough she blocks me that's the end of it it's over I haven't spoke to her since I haven't been involved with her since and I don't think I will be involved with her ever again and what's weird, all this happened, and I don't know, I was down for maybe three or four days. Like, I didn't do anything. I barely went to school. Everything hurt. And then all of a sudden, shit started coming together. Like, you know, I feel weird saying it, but I watch those, you know, motivational videos on YouTube, right? that shit got me going you know I'm like oh fuck you know like this is rock bottom cause it was you know everything fell apart it was all over you know all of a sudden my job at the gas station goes through hey we got want an interview with you I'm like yeah right I'm gonna be there be there get the job it's a job that I'm making $12 an hour which is not much for most of you but big money for me I'm like okay now I can pay rent you know I got that going $12 an hour I start jogging and you know I start losing weight and it feels good I'm like this is great you know I'm going everything's going good and start writing my goals down they're writing down that hey you know I want to win the Iron Man and I'm going to do anything I can to win that fucking Iron Man and I'm like fuck yeah I'm doing it So, you know, I'm like, I'm going to win this fucking Iron Man. I'm going to be the nurse, and I'm not just going to be any nurse. I'm going to be the best fucking nurse in the business. 
and you know, I'm starting to feel this. I'm like, damn, I'm feeling great. I'm working hard, and I'm still feeling stuff. You know, I start therapy. I meet my therapist, which is a wonderful guy. You know, he's really been there. He said things I need to hear, and he's been working with me, and it feels good. And I'm like, damn, this is good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, this is all coming together. Our therapy started helping, and I felt good. You know, I'm at the port. It's not that bad. You know, I'm getting up at 4 a.m. every morning. 4 a.m. Getting up, getting out on the road, starting with the jaw, starting with biking, go all the way around the lake loop, 13 miles. All right, that's cool. Start jogging. You know, jog all the way to school. Good. I'm ready. You know, get there right before morning practice. Morning practice. Just want to get that done with and. Boom, ready to go. Keep going. Make it through school. Give school everything I got. Everything. You know, boom. I'm done with school at 3 o'clock. Three. Gotta be at work 3.30. I'm at work 3.30 till 11. 11. You know, jog all the way home. Get home by 12. Sleep, get up at 4. Every morning. Every day was like that. And I started actually feeling happy. Like a feeling that I thought I didn't ever deserve. Especially not from just inside. You know, we're always taught that people make you happy. But like, look at kids, you know, kids are always happy. You know, like, what, what's the difference? They're happy about themselves. And, you know, like, I keep that all going and I'm feeling good. Feeling great. You know, finally I hit that wall. I'm like, I'm out of the survival mindset. Cause, you know, I'm able to pay my rent, I got a savings going, you know, I got everything going, it's all good. And I'm like, I want more, you know, I want to get out of this place. It's been maybe two, three months at the port. I'm like, boom, I'm done out of this place. And they're like, yeah, I'm talking with my uh, counselor, Erica, and places, you know, Plenty of places I can afford, you know, 700 a month, 800 a month. That's not even bad. I'm making 1600 And I'm like, yep, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to have my own apartment. And still working on that because, you know, all this shit happened literally right after I started looking, which sucks. But it's only a temporary setback. You know, now I can't get in the gym. Which I, don't, I don't know where if I mentioned that. I went to the, I go to the gym morning so they didn't have practice but yeah it just kind of sucked and uh i'm not in the port anymore right now uh, just because for one there was a lot of theft starting to happen um so i had a 200 dollar hiking backpack i got from my friend that was in my room by the way gone i asked you know security about it nope they didn't know you know, they put a word in to, you know, check janitor. I'm pretty sure my roommate took it, but I'm sure he had his own reasons, but it's like, damn, that was important to me. But it's just a pack. It's just that. And then, you know, stuff started not working out with the food because I was getting up too early to get any food and then leaving too late. I mean, we're getting home too late. So I missed dinner. And it was like, damn. I just don't like it here. 
now I'm back at my dad's. And it sucks. Not great beer, but um, it, it will do. It, um, it's been alright. So, uh, here, real quick, I gotta pause a second. I gotta go use the bathroom. I'll be right back, guys. Alright, sorry about that. I'm back. I did use the restroom for a bit. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm talking about the port. Uh, the port. Or it is not a bad place if you're in the survival mindset and that's all you need. But yeah, like I said, I wasn't getting food there. No, I wasn't really comfortable there after starting my stuff started getting stolen. Like, and then my clothes start going missing. Then things like my PlayStation controllers are gone, which I got nothing back from. And, I mean, these are all things. Real simple stuff. I will make that back. Because, I mean, money isn't really a thing. Like, I, I'm not any ball or anything, but, like, money, I can make back. Like, if you're going to waste anything in life, waste money. Because you can't get time back. But, yeah, I'm trying to get out of this place, and the coronavirus hits. Sinks everything, you know. Not really sinks, but just pauses. Um, my gym shut down, school shut down, job still open at least, so I got that every day. Go to get my money, my bread, my guala. What's another word? Cheese. Yeah, I get my cheese. And it's all good. Uh, kind of in this weird set where. I'm trying to progress, but it's just hard right now. It's hard to see how to. Uh, I still try to jog, but I just do it later in the day. Or some days I just don't, and I'm trying to stop that. I've gotten off my diet a bit. and I've put on maybe three pounds, and I'm trying to get myself back on, uh, back on the saddle. Uh... I've even started looking for relationships again. I've had a couple wonderful people. A lot of girls that I'm interested in. Girls that I think play, they can go places, but... The biggest problem is, like, talking to girls online. It's like, okay, let, let, let's talk about Tinder. Tinder is not the place to look for people. I don't think so. Because the people I'm meeting on Tinder, a lot of them are just shallow, plain and simple, you know? Like, uh, a lot of them feel like I'm just talking to a brick wall. And, I mean, that's just hard. I guess I want somebody who can really feel like I can match my energy, you know, feel like... Somebody I could talk to just about life and about all this and, you know, not feel accusing. You know, like somebody I could talk to problems about. Another problem about my last relationship where we just couldn't talk about problems because she wasn't able to handle that. Maybe I wasn't able to handle it either. But, yeah, it's just... 
Um, not a couple of, well, I got one girl in particular I'm thinking of, um, uh, it's going alright with her. Uh, this is not the way I would want it to be, but, I mean, that's life. I'm not trying to rush a relationship. Last relationship, told each other we loved each other after the third date, and she kind of accidentally dropped it on the second and obviously I shit myself and I didn't want to feel bad but I, I did love her I knew that it's just hard to say that especially so early love's a complicated feeling you know even now I don't wish harm upon her even though she even told me I should die of AIDS which is whoa whoa the edge I mean, just, I guess, like, that, I mean, that's a big philosophy point I want to talk about with you guys. Um, way I feel about people that have wronged me. So, in my life, I have been fucked over quite a few times. Whether it was by family, friends, girlfriends, or just life in general. I've been fucked over. Just like you. Everybody else listening to this, there's you can think of at least 10 times where the entire all of life just fucked you right in the ass and that's just the way it is and after you know many hours of how I thought about my father where I, I really hated my father for a while and that wasn't coming from a place of I feel like he earned that hate, which I mean, I, in ways he did. He definitely earned that. But that hate wasn't from my heart. Like, um, I don't think hate is a feeling that you can hold on to for a while. I mean, you can pretend to hold on to it for a while, you know keep a grudge up for years, but it's draining, it's hard, it's demeaning, you know, it doesn't feel good hating somebody, and it gives you a good excuse just to be every time you learn at something, you know, maybe if this person didn't do this to me, I'd be, you know, in a better place, and it's like, no, you know, it's hard to say that, that, you know, it's your fault for where you are, despite what happened. Like, if, okay, maybe if you hit rock bottom for a few seconds, you know, that's not your fault. That's just life hitting you. If you get back up, you're fine. But if you just hit rock bottom and you stay there, and you blame everybody else, that's completely your fault. Because I think, like, even, like, Bill Gates said, like, um, you can be born poor. That's not your fault. But you, if you die poor, that is your fault. Bill Gates is one of those rich bastards. Somebody. But, um, I mean, it's got a point. Like, I'm definitely not dying in the same situation my dad is in a two bedroom apartment, 51 years old, with a divorced wife that treats you like garbage. And 
you know, just having a son and having to deal with all that. You know, I mean, yeah, I really do feel for him sometimes. But I understand he put himself in a lot of these situations, and he expects me to save him, and I, I can't. Because I know even if I get rich, it's not going to change much for how he feels about himself. And I mean, I'll do my best to show him through, you know, the way I do in life and how good I'm going. It, it, there's other things you can do, despite how old you are. Like, you know, never forget that. But if, you know, you're 15 or 78, if you're still breathing, you can change something in life. And that's why it's beautiful. Because life isn't permanent. Life isn't going to always be this bad. That's beautiful. I mean, maybe life will be bad for a while. I mean, life can be bad for you know, a week, a month, a year, even 10 years for one day. You will be better if you just keep working. You know, that's everything I know. That's everything I'm giving it to. You know, even this podcast, which has been an idea I bounced around for a couple of years. You know, I've always wanted to talk like this. You know, it's therapeutic. This is good for me, too. But Devin just brought it up like two days ago. Like, you know, let's do it. I think I'm ready. And now we're doing it. You know, that's great. I do, like, I mean, worst case scenario, nobody ever listens to this. And just have some time with myself to talk. You know, talk all these feelings out instead of writing, which is another big thing. I want to talk about, like, writing letters to people. Now, this is a very weird practice I picked up. But, um,. I love to write. I'm not, you know, some sort of scholar or anything. These are definitely letters I will never let anybody see. But, I mean, not most of them. Some of the finished products are actually quite nice, I think. But, um, these are letters that I've written to people that I have plenty of things left to say to that I will never be able to say. Like, um, I... For instance, my ex-girlfriend, I have at least four or five, maybe six, that I've written that just, that just explain everything I need, you know, like everything I need to say to her, everything I think she needs to hear. Sorry, if there's like a big chunk missing, I just like accidentally hit the button, sorry guys, but um, just think everything that I think for her she needs to hear everything I wanted to do all those feelings I still had you know questions and you know, why would you do this why would you do that and the first one's sloppy it's full of anger it's full of these complicated emotions that I don't want to get into that are just showing up as anger as sadness instead of grief or remorse maybe I guess I don't know the right word. Mourning. You know, mourning for the relationship. Good. I did that for a while. You know, first, first one was sloppy. It was angry. It was hurt. Oh, there's tears on it. It's all this raw emotion. Then, you know, I'd go draw 
jogging and everything in the morning and my head would be clear before everything hits me and just think through everything I needed to feel. And by the time I started my day at school, it would all be over, you know, I thought about it for the day. You know, I don't need to think about it when I'm laying up at night because there's no time to lay up at night. I'm asleep as soon as I get home. But, um, doing all that and I'm just going. First one was rough. I don't think I'll ever show that. Then the second one, it's a little bit better. A little bit nicer. You know, calmer. You know, I still was prodding. It still hurt a lot. Still was cutting pretty deep. You know, still feeling those feelings. You know, I'll go jog on it for a while. A little bit calmer. Third one? Not better. Feeling it. Those motions are filled out. You know, I'm not pointing the finger accusing. I'm just saying, you know, things I wanted to say. Third one, fourth one, fifth one. I think, like, I just did the finished product maybe a month ago. It's one of the more elegant letters I've ever written with the feelings of it. And now, I don't feel for it anymore. I, I mean, I will always, you know, have that first real girlfriend vibes. That's always going to be in there. But I don't really feel for it anymore. I, if I seen her today, I wouldn't give a fuck. Be, hey, how are you? And I'd probably, you know, I'd, I'd guessing by now she's got another boyfriend because that's who she is but you know I'm gonna get DM'd by some random dude I doubt that's gonna happen you know I, I, I hope she's better than that but there's nothing that she could ever say because I've said everything I need to I even gave her one of those letters um, when I picked up my clothes I'll just throw it away right in front of me and that hurt me more at the time, but now I know she just didn't need to read it. I gave her that. That was my closure. She didn't want closure. Fuck her. Um, did the same with my dad, actually, when I moved back in here. And he read the first paragraph and then threw it away. And that's what it is. Like, um, people don't need to read these. And for the people that I will eventually give these letters to, you don't have to read them. It's not about you. It's about me. And, you know, you gotta tell them that. Like, I suggest you guys do the same. <laughs> even as lame as it sounds, I say you even keep a diary. I do. So, and, you know, what am I? I'm 6'2", 191 pounds. I uh, work out every day and I keep my diary. So uh, if you gonna hate on it, hate on it. But there's nothing more masculine than understanding your feelings and being emotionally intelligent. You know, I I think I'm honest. Gonna be honest with that. Being a manly man who you know just talks about sex and doesn't understand why they feel the way they do that's just being a bitch and you guys can hate me for that yeah 
Yeah, sorry about the random interruptions. I'm in an apartment hallway, staring at a bike I found next to the trash that I'm going to fix up. You know, maybe I run the Ironman in this. It's actually a pretty nice bike. Just need a chain. You know, I'm going to spray paint it. White's got some stickers on it. Might, na might name it. You know what? I'm going to name it Beowulf. You ever see that movie? Back in, like, what was that, like, 2012? Some shit like that. Uh, now I got a bike named Beowulf. Because, you know, I'm cool. I'm a fucking loser, but... You know, fuck you if you think that. If you just like things that people don't like and you call yourself a loser. You're just different. You're not basic. Simple. I ain't basic like y'all hoes. But uh, I guess that's just me being salty. You know, like, um... It's really hard being different from other people. I think I'm very different from other people. Like, uh, for instance, I think most of my relationships have been with women over my life. Um, it's really weird. Uh, I think I've had more girls as friends than guys. As like friend, real friends. And y'all can call me a simp, but... It's never been about that. Sex has never really been huge for me. It's been something I've been able to have. No, I haven't not enjoyed sex. I mean, it's a great moment, but it just never was a personal moment until, you know, ex-girlfriend. But, uh, you know, after how I felt about that, it's just weird it always seems like I've gotten along better with girls and you know maybe I'm a feminine boy I'm a femboy guys yeah that's what it is femboy because I feel like I guess being able to get my emotions cross greeted with them some of my greatest friends have been girls and shout out to y'all but uh I've had plenty of good guy friends, too. Even some that I don't talk to right now, just because that's not usually people I want to be around. Like, um, this is something you're going to need to hear eventually, but, like, sometimes you just need to cut somebody off. Not, like, not, like, tell them, fuck, go fuck themselves, and that you hate them, just don't talk to them. Just because they don't make you feel good. Like, um... When you're talking, when you're around somebody, you don't always have to, you know, have the best time with them, but if you, if the general feeling is that you don't feel good, like you don't feel like you're being uplifted by the people you're around, then just don't be around them. I don't know how to explain it any better than that, but I know you have at least one person in your life that, um, you just don't need there. So, just get rid of them. It's hard. It's a big decision, but do it, and you're going to feel ten times better. You know, they don't even need to know why you did it. They don't even need to know how. You know, like, I think they know they're a toxic person, and if you take your space away from them and show them that you're more than what they thought, they'll treat you differently, and maybe they'll go on their own journey. 
because that's the end of the goal. Like, we got to start helping each other. It's too much collateral damage there. Too many people being hurt constantly by other people. And we got to start helping each other. You know, I want to help all these people that have hurt me. Because I know that's not them. I know there's something else down there. Because there's nobody who's inherently a terrible person. There's some there's people who have terrible struggles that they don't know how to deal with. And, you know, just showing them that you can deal with your own shit. And giving them a little bit of advice. Which, I mean, speaking of that, like... If my father, my family, or my ex-girlfriend do listen to this, I want you to know you guys are very have a very important place in my heart. You are what I'm racing to beat. The things you've done, the things you've said, are what I'm racing to beat. You know, what I'm doing, what I'm doing, everything I am to be better than, because that's just my motivation. And I don't want you guys to feel like I hate you because I don't have the time for that. I don't have the time to gr have a grudge against anybody because that's a waste of my time. Like, you can hate me all you want for the things that you said or things that I said because I haven't been a perfect person. I'm not going to lie. I used to lie constantly, especially my ex-girlfriend. And that wasn't fair. I'm sorry. Especially to my father. I'm sorry. And putting it out there, I just, that doesn't mean that I forgive you for anything you guys have done. Well, I mean, I have, but I mean, not forgive you, I've forgotten is the word, <laughs> but I think that actually was the biggest thing, is forgiving people, even if they don't deserve it. You know, just like straight up, right before you go to bed every night. Lay down and think about that person that hurt your heart and how you feel about them. And just tell them that you forgive them. Even if you're not, even if you don't want to talk to them ever again. Lay down and just say that you forgive that person. And you will. And you can go to sleep being happily. You, know. you don't have hate in your heart when you go to bed. Because that hate's just going to damper you. That's going to hurt you. It's going to make you. You know, you always see those people who ever do anything with their lives because somebody else did something to them when they were seven. It's like you wasted all this potential, and you're still wasting potential every day. It's like, wow. Um, so much potential in everybody. Like, um, like, we don't, I think everybody thinks we just need people who make a lot of money in life. But we just need people who follow their potential, you know, their dreams. Everything will fall into place. Like, if we had everybody in the world right now following their dream, it would be an amazing place to live. And once you start following your dream, it, and the world completely changes. Like, um, as soon as you start giving yourself to that dream, when you want to succeed just as bad as you want to breathe, even more than you want to breathe, you know, every... I think Eric Thomas said that, or, yeah, E.T., run it full, you know, listen to him sometime if you got him, he's a wonderful speaker, you know, he tells it, truth, especially in young black youth, it's hard coming up, but you gotta, 
you gotta want it more than you want to breathe sometimes, you know, you gotta get up, you gotta be like, I need to succeed today, and, you know, you just gotta work hard and be patient, and your time will come, you know, as soon as you give yourself to everything, you're gonna start seeing those outcomes, like, you're not even gonna see how to do it, but you're already gonna know that you're gonna be there, and just keep working, and it's gonna fall all in place, everything's gonna get, come right to you, I mean, it's not going to come to you. You're going to be working for it. And when it gets to you, you're not going to get scared. Because you've already done this a million times. Like, I think the truest feeling you can ever inspire in somebody is awe. Like, that is the most raw feeling. Of seeing somebody, when somebody looks at you, and you're more, the most talented in the world at something. And you see that face of awe of how can somebody do something like this. And that's amazing actually insane you know makes you want that feeling every day and hard to get that like because if it was easy to be great at something everybody do it and like whether that's arts or sports or you know even your job even if you don't like your job you know, why would you strive to not be the worst person? Strive to be the best at your job. And then people are going to start looking towards you. Then you're going to get that raise. Then you're going to keep moving up. And you're going to be the best at your job. And they're going to, and your boss is going to love talking to you. Simple like that. Like, my boss at my job loves dealing with me, even though I'm a bit messy sometimes. She know I'm the one that she calls when she needs somebody to come in. And, um... I've never been late to one of my shifts, and I never will be. Never missed a day. Never planning on it. Because, I mean, that's for more than anything. Everybody wants to do the bare minimum. And, trust me, you're going to have a lot of people disappointed in you throughout this. Like, And, like, I'm not going to, like, say, say this is all original. This is just... I watch like hundreds of those motivational videos and I eat, breathe, and sleep that shit. Like, it, it's crazy. I also do a lot of things to personalize myself. Like, I meditate a lot. Which, you know, is like, oh, well, you know, it's one of the things that your fucking art teacher tells you back in like eighth grade. Meditate. You know. You all have that image of, you know, sitting in crisscross applesauce with doing something with your fingers. You know, like, whatever you imagine meditating as. But all it is is just sitting calmly and, you know, doing some, like, tapping. Like, oh, my therapist showed me a thing where you tap your, le tap your legs and then you think about safe place. You know, think about see what you see around you, what the sounds are, what the smell, and, you know, etc. Everything around you, and that's your safe spot. And what I like to do is just review my entire day. You know, I sit down, think about when I got up, what I did, you know, what I was feeling, what I was thinking. You know, when I started my run, what I was feeling, what I was thinking. When I started biking, what I was feeling, what I was thinking, at school, what I was feeling, what I was thinking, at work, what I was feeling, what I was thinking, just doing that, and simple like that, life just feels good, 
you know, like, you don't feel jumbled up. So that was one thing about, as soon as I got out of all that shit going, the world got so much quieter and it got so much prettier. Like, those vivid colors were turned back. Everything had turned gray for a while. But getting up in the ass crack of dawn and biking around the lake and seeing the sunrise, hearing the birds, you know, the only thing you can hear is, you know, the music you're playing and you can feel the pain going through your legs and knowing it's going for something. And it's like, wow, this is what I've been missing. Like, I mean, even if you're not, like, a big exercise person, getting a little bit of exercise in the morning before your day starts does miracles for you. And it's great. Um, I don't know how long this podcast has lasted, but I, I'm guessing I'm going to start wrapping up soon here. Um, it's been really nice, you know, getting all this talking. Talked about this a million times, especially with my boy Devin. Good guy. Um, he's gonna be doing his own thing on here next few days. Uh, don't know how that goes, but he'll edit and everything himself. Um, I think you guys will really appreciate this. I hope you guys spent, enjoyed spending this time with me. I, even if nobody's really listening. And uh, really appreciate this. Thank you for listening. Um, it's been really great just getting my emotions out there and having this talk with myself and hopefully you. Um, I got an inst- We have an Instagram now. It is Lawrence. Let's look. I think it's Lawrence and Devin's podcast. Just made a post on it an hour or so ago, but um. Uh, hopefully you've seen it from there. Um, link to Spotify and my Carry uh, podcast on there. So, a shout out. Anybody can follow that. Even the people I've mentioned. Cause I, I actually I want the people who I've mentioned in here so far to listen to it because I think you guys would find a lot in it. And if you guys are mature enough to talk about it without feeling hurt, because this isn't from would put this as like, you know, fuck this person. Cause I'm ready to talk. But, um, you know, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this. And hopefully you got to know a little bit more about Lawrence. Uh, love y'all. Hope y'all can get some sleep tonight. It's, what time is it? It's 1230. Wow. Uh, damn. Probably won't get to sleep till like two. Gonna hop on my PS4 for a bit after I get done editing this. But, uh, good night, guys, and thank you for listening. Hey, guys, uh, Lawrence here, you know. This is me about myself this time, not a regular podcast. Uh, me and Devin are planning on doing like three a week where I'll do mine, he'll do his, and then we'll do ours. Uh, get into that, but, uh, this wasn't, isn't really planned as mine, but I'll release it anyway, because I'm feeling stuff. Guess what, what else is the podcast for, other than talking about how I feel about things? Uh, so, I mean, it's 1.30 in the morning on a Tuesday, 
so uh, kind of interesting time to podcast, am I right? But feelings are coming up. Uh, I'm thinking a lot about my ex, actually. Don't know where this came from. But uh, originally when we made our podcast page, uh, I guess it was the first person that it, uh, said we should follow, and it was my ex. And I shouldn't have looked at her page because she already has a boyfriend, and it's kind of like I expected that, but seeing it as like, uh, doesn't feel good. Uh, especially knowing that everything that she did. Um, I'm sure you know what it's like. You've got acts like that. Where I think she said everything she could to hurt me. I, I mean, I talked about in my other podcast. But um, I'll keep this one a little bit shorter. I'll, I'll try to keep these around 30 minutes. A little bit more digestible. But, um... I don't know, I shouldn't have looked. Brought up a lot of stuff I'm feeling, because... I've been lonely. Like everybody else do this. It's okay. You know... It sucks being lonely. It sucks feeling like this. Especially because I can't go work out and feel that out. Or... I mean, I still go jogging, and I still try to go jogging. I haven't gone in a couple days. It's probably weighing on me. Video games aren't feeling fun anymore. Work was uneventful. Not bad. But, um... I don't know how to explain these feelings. It's a weird feeling, you know? Where... She's done so much to me, and it hurts so bad. But I loved her so much, and I still do. And I don't know if that's how I should feel. I guess it is. Maybe this... I hope this is how she feels, but I don't think it is. Uh, the girl's been through a lot. Been hurt a lot herself. Um, that's why I wanted to be different, you know? I want to be the one where... She said that she thought I would be there forever. And now I'm not. I mean, it sucks. Especially thinking that I'd gotten over and that I didn't want to, that I didn't feel for anymore, but it just came out of the blue and I still do. It's not nearly as bad as it was, but hurts. Hurts so bad. I mean, especially as much as I give that girl, like, um, not even like, I mean, just my heart. First time I fell in love with the girl, I mean, I've been in other relationships before, a couple of these, nothing really substantial. And I mean, I'd say that as substantial as I wasn't with my ex girlfriend for four months. And in those four months, I just, I guess I felt good about myself. Even though now I feel great about myself. I still have moments like this, where nothing seems right. 
there's a lot of things I wish I could say to her that I don't think I ever will get the chance to. Unless, you know, maybe somehow. But I doubt it. I don't want to talk to her. She has nothing but bad. Maybe one day she'll realize that and maybe she'll be okay to talk to, but any experience I've had with talking to her, she doesn't want to feel bad about things, I think is what it is. Because it was all that where when I was upset with her, she's like, you're emotionally manipulating me and everything and sucked. Especially sucked knowing that I did wasn't having a good time in the relationship either. Like, um, post-reviewing all of it, I never felt great in that relationship. I always was competing against whether it was the person she's getting weed from or, you know, her ex-boyfriend who keeps texting her that she won't block. You know, stuff like that. It's always somebody who was doing better than me. And you know what that's like for some guy who doesn't have a job, is homeless. Doesn't feel great. And, I mean, ultimately, at my weakest point, she left. <sighs> Which, I mean, it's whatever. She wasn't the right one anyway, but... You still feel for her, you know? Even now, you know, I want to hold her and tell her everything's going to be alright. That, uh, it's all a big dream, you know, all this pain I felt... I mean, it feels like a dream sometimes. It's just the thing she told me. <sighs> like, uh, even I'm looking at the screenshots from when she told me I'd that she'd gotten chlamydia and that it came from me. Where it's like, bruh. Like, she called me everything she could. She told me she would beat me, which is terrible like I mean even I'm not too worried because I, I I obviously think I could hold my own it's more of just like the intent of those words like you don't say that to somebody you care about I would never lay a hand on her even now and to imagine she would even say that seems like a joke you know like you don't think somebody who cares about you would act like that but Guess what it is. I mean, sucks. Sucks just having feels, you know? And I really thought I was over completely, you know? Even talking to my therapist about it. Of, it just felt like I was finally over that hump of wanting her back. Where, I mean, I don't even want her back. I. I. I just want to feel like she understood. You know, I just want to feel like I... That I wasn't in that relationship alone and that she didn't just throw me out like trash. But she did. It's nothing I can do to change that. And I can never do to change that. And, I mean, I personally decided not to talk to her again. I know I'm going to run into her eventually, just, maybe that's just my, uh, anxiety, but we're not, neither of us are going anywhere, whether it's at her, uh, restaurant job, which won't go there, uh, 
or you know wherever might run into her at a mall one day but determined not not to be overheard by her again other than feelings like this it just kind of comes up like uh, I mean I really did love that girl and I guess uh, not apologetic for it I mean I I can say like she never deserved to be loved by me you know maybe I shouldn't have loved her but I really did so hard that was my entire world, you know. I woke up in the morning, first person I wanted to talk to, go to bed at night, the last person I'm thinking about, you know. Sure, we've all had somebody like that, or you will. It's gonna hurt you. And it's all gonna be for you, the good of you in the end, right? Because all, from all this, I get to grow. I never would have done, I mean, like, honestly, being with her, I never would have done any of these big steps I talked about where I got myself out of that terrible situation where I was homeless, got myself a job, built myself a little bit of life, I'm starting to build a social life that's completely different from what I had in high school. It's the only people that I appreciate. Um, starting to feel better again. Uh, I still have a lot to do, a lot of things, um, actually, uh, I was talking with a girl that had a crush on my junior year, sophomore year, told her about the get it off my chest, you know, it was one of those things I feel like you kind of just have to do, because, I mean, even if she didn't, really, she just kind of thought it was neat, but, uh, you know how that feels, it's kind of like, uh, er, because, you know, you have feelings for somebody, feelings are weird, I've really felt like I've gotten the same feelings back from people, that's what I thought I had for my ex, you know, there would be so many nights where we'd just be sitting on our couch in our back room, just watching something stupid on YouTube, or playing Minecraft, or just cuddling, you know? good old-fashioned date things, and it was nice. Really enjoyed it. But there was also plenty of times where, um, like, for instance, she looked through my Snapchat once and said that I was talking to girls two days before I met her, which I think everybody does. And she flipped out. She deleted all the stuff on my phone. She deleted a bunch of people, told them I was a terrible person, and told all sorts of things. And you know what I did? I apologize, because I'm a simp. No, just, just kidding. Like, um, for in, I think simping's just a verb. Me and uh, my boy on the podcast, Devin, or whatever we're going to call him, which we might be changing up. We were talking about, like, simping's just a verb. Like, nobody's a simp, you simp sometimes, you know? Sometimes I think that's all a lot of us are taught. Just give somebody things, like, um... 
I like to show the way I care about somebody through things or actions. And it goes with pretty well you you know, it never feels like it's reciprocated. Because I never got that reciprocated in my own household where my father never really shows that type of love. He says he loves me, but he leaves on every holiday to go to his ex-wife's house instead of here. And he actively, you know, degrades anything I do. And he asks for money all the time. You know, it's terrible because I have no problem with it. You know, like I'll give him money, but it doesn't feel like like he really cares sometimes, you know. And that's my only parent. My mom's gone. My other families kind of distance myself, themselves from me or anything. I, not as much Alexis. Alexis seems to keep herself involved. But every time I try, it just feels like I'm running into a brick wall. Where I'm always going to be permanently separated from my own family and it sucks. But it is what it is. Sorry, I don't think I really got a concept of what love is, you know? And I felt it, I felt it hard. I didn't know it um, at first, but I, I definitely fell in love with her. I, well, my ex on like second, third date, where we went to my job at the grocery store at the time, which was great. We went there, we got some food, we got sushi, and we ate in our car, and we were sitting in the back of our car, just went on the back, like the front, and my parking lot eating sushi. And she had like this loud, the loudest burp of my life, and I haven't laughed that hard in a while. You know, like, she's self-conscious about it, but I'm laughing, and then she starts laughing, and just felt great. And, you know, having a girlfriend, right? Never really had a girlfriend before. Like, I've had girlfriends, but it was, like, two weeks or a month or so. Or, like, you know, I had one girlfriend that was on and off for a few months. Where that, that was, that's a whole different story. I don't really feel like talking about because I didn't really feel anything towards that. But had all that going and it felt really great but then um, I think the downfall of the relationship really started with uh, we were playing truth and dare truth and dare in the car with a couple of my friends and uh, they brought up my body count and I told her that it was two and I didn't even remember that because, I mean, I don't remember when I told her that. But I guess I did at some point because I felt self-conscious. But I had actually been with six people. And she slapped the loving shit out of me. Like, I, it was a bad one. I mean, it didn't, like, hurt her. But, it, you know, you have the intent. And, I mean, putting your hands on your partner should already be a red flag. Even if it's, you know, not... I, I can't even justify that. 
but from that point she just didn't trust me. Um, I really think she actually thinks I cheated on her too. It really sucks. Cause I mean I really had no desire to even look at another girl when I was with her. It's hard finding that desire now. Cause I mean I still have her thoughts come up sometimes and it's like man I just want to hold her again. I can never do that again and I've accepted that. At no, at no cost will I ever be with her again. Even if she does come back and everything, she says she's different, I can't. Because I don't feel, I'm too hurt by what she did. Like, I would love to be her friend, but I could never be with her again. I really couldn't. It's because that's going to be too much on me. And, I mean, even being friends with her is a stretch. I mean, I would love to sit down with her, have a conversation, and just hold her. You know, I made a playlist for her, actually, that I never got to show her. I made a playlist for her maybe four days before we broke up. There's a couple songs on there. I'd love to dance with her. You know, maybe to one or two of them. You know, nice, slow... Not quite Bible distance, but definitely not any, anything you guys know, but yeah, let's say stepping. You, you guys ever st stepped, you know, good old-fashioned uh, black people dancing? Yeah. That would be nice. That's me. But I uh, don't think I ever will. Um, especially knowing now that the boyfriend like I looked it was like it's been like a month so that kind of sucks she literally took a month to get over me I mean she was already over me like a month before we broke up kind of sucks because you know my life got hard I mean that really shows the color of somebody if somebody is willing to Make your life even harder when your life's hard. Just get them out of there. I really should have broke up with her earlier. And I guess she just wanted to break up. I guess she wanted to win. I guess that's the big thing. I think she wanted to win the end of the relationship. And I guess she did. You consider what she did winning. Giving me chlamydia. Which I completely blame on her. I mean, even though, if you would have just seen, like, I can't obviously show you guys the screenshots because I don't want you guys to get upset with it, but, um, with how convicted she was that I gave it to her, I even reflected on myself, but I got an STD test three months before we got with her, and I had not had sex during that time. But it, it's like, it's the conviction she had and the words she said, the things she said made me feel like I was a terrible person, even though I didn't do anything. I lied to her. Yes, I did. I'm never going to lie to a girl like that again. That's a promise to myself. That's not even for her. Um, 
Still gotta finish Adventure Time, though. I mean, I hope she finished the box up with whatever boyfriend she has, in all honesty, because I spent so much money on that. Our $100 damn box set. But, I mean, I don't regret it. It's money is money, but... It did have a lot of sentimental value. Where it's like, you know... I thought she would really appreciate it, and she does. I just hope she hasn't, like, thrown it out or something. That would be rude. I don't think you can take bring yourself to throw that out, but... The fact that she even told me that she's going to watch that with somebody else also dick move. I mean, I'm not going to tell her, like, oh, I'm going to have sex on the blanket you made me with somebody else. Which, speaking of that blanket, it's in the dumpster. Because, uh, fuck that bitch. No, I mean, she had a couple things that she made me. So, uh, I had a bracelet with her name on it. That, um, I think I still have that somewhere. She made that for me. Blanket that she made for me. I threw that away. That one was the last thing to go through that I threw away. Um, she gave me candles for Christmas. That this, I went to the bridge at, like, Tenney Park. And I hucked those as far as I could, listening to I Will Survive and ABBA. So, like, you gotta understand, I was juiced, I was upset, and I did what I needed to to throw those out in my life. Like, I, if you haven't listened to, like, should, like, I will survive and throwing away your ex's stuff, you gotta do it. Because it just juices you so much. You know what I mean? Like, it makes you feel alive. I guess just because I was hurt. But, um... I guess it's weird. Still feeling stuff. It's like a punch in the gut. Like, especially when there's other girls I'm starting to develop feelings for. Just getting those feelings for what we had is weird. You know, like, maybe it's just for the time, but... I'm always going to have her in my heart as my, uh, what do I call her, the, my big booty goth girlfriend, uh, Minecraft girlfriend, big booty goth, Minecraft girl, something like that, you know what you call your stupid, you, you, you all have your stupid significant other names, but, um, she'll always be that to me, and no matter what she says, she'll never take that away from me. She'll never take away the moments we had. But that doesn't mean I want to have those again. Where I don't think I could ever intimately be around her. Ever. And, and this, being in the same room as her would just be a big old argument. But, um... This is hard. I don't know how to talk about this type of stuff, really. Especially just 1.30 in the morning, you know, these feelings are coming up. Can't sleep. I made uh, depression brownies, which are actually pretty good, you know. Pretty solid. I got my iced coffee. 
Looking at Beowulf, she's doing pretty well actually. I didn't tell you guys I got her all fixed up. The uh, trash bike that I'm gonna get. I might get some more stickers for this because it's already got stickers on it and I was thinking about taking them off but I feel like that adds character. Might add a couple more stickers. Uh, gotta redo the brakes still so uh, if you see me out on my bike please understand I have one set of very bad brakes and they're in the front so I will not stop I will hit you that's how stupid that sounds um, uh, oh also that's why I'm here I just want to talk about some general stuff uh, our podcast direction will probably go about, like, three uploads a week. Devin's working on his. He originally was going to do it yesterday, but due to technical difficulties, a.k.a. my other phone broke. So now the phone I use for the podcast is my main phone. So, uh, that sucks. But it's, uh, whatever. We'll figure that out. Um. I've seen that some of our analytics and guys uh, sees that have a whole audience of estimated eight people, and you know, thank you if you are listening. I really appreciate it. You know, DM us on Instagram if you would like to talk, because you know, obviously, I don't know what you guys want to hear about in my life or my boy's life, Devin, but. It would be great to hear from whoever's out there, especially if my any of this stuff helps. Also, uh, for my first podcast, I don't expect you guys to listen to that whole thing. Like, uh, just kind of listen to chunks of it, so when I talk about something, you can be like, what, is he really about that? And you can just go back to that, and, uh, click on it a bit, you know, listen, especially this whole breakup thing, where, yeah, like, that breakup changed my entire life, and it was already on top of my life falling apart, and then, like, falling apart apart, like, um, I think she might have waited for, like, the worst moment, when I'm, our, like, I was moving into a homeless shelter, and she decided to break up with me. I mean, she did, I didn't, well, we took a break, but I'm pretty sure she wanted to break up with me, even though technically I'm the one who said we're over. But, yeah, she definitely dumped me, that's <laughs> what happened. Because, you know, even though I said I was done with it, she probably was already planning to, like, Best case scenario, we would last it another two weeks during a break, then she would send me a picture with her boy, ex-boyfriend saying that she's happy now, and then leave her alone, and this and that, and then I would cry. And I'd be even more hurt. But at least the way I did it, it all happened in like three weeks. Oof. Yeah, I mean... Especially it sucks knowing that she did all that and now she has a different boyfriend and 
either me or the person she cheated on me with. Maybe it is him. I don't even fucking care. No honesty. Just kind of sucks. Because, I mean, you wish these people just felt the same way. Like, I mean, I don't even feel ownership over her feelings anymore. I just want to feel like she, you know, she had to go through this breakup too, but I mean, what was that? I was number 26, so yeah. I mean, don't, don't make fun of her too much. I, I did know that before I slept with her, so yeah. I mean, I'm she's had plenty of bad situations too. I mean, I even still think of feel bad for her, but, like, I really did want to help her. Like, this didn't just all come up and be like, oh, you know, fuck her, and everything, because I can't think like that. There's nobody I think about like that. But, um, yeah, it's getting around that 30-minute point. Um, you know, it's good talking about things like this on the podcast, and, uh, really appreciate whoever does listen to this um, you know especially if you're going through hard times if you're going through a breakup just DM you know us on here or if you're just going through life and you need somebody to talk to if I can I will and I feel like everybody deserves that um Alright, good night guys, it is, let me check, 2.03 in the morning, and uh, I'm going to finish my brownie, finish my coffee, and probably edit this for an hour, so uh, you guys get some rest, love y'all, and uh, shout out to anybody who is listening, don't forget to do to uh, DM us on the Instagram if you need to talk tonight.